Welcome back to the Telling Lives podcast. I'm Brian Manuel, producer of the podcast, and here with me today is Elizabeth Christian, our very own creator and reporter. It's been a few months since we last spoke to you guys, but we promised this to keep you informed on Angela's story, and if anything was coming up about it, we wanted to let you know, and boy, oh boy, Elizabeth, we have some news for our audience today, do we not? Yes, we do. What's going on in Angela's case? So yesterday, September 10th, marked 26 years since Angela Freeman was last seen. And I'm going to go one step further today and finally say yesterday was 26 years since the early morning that Angela Freeman died. I'm not saying that lightly. I'm saying it based on a lot of research, investigating and interviewing. And in a couple of cases, not interviewing some key people over the last year. Angela hasn't been seen by anyone since the early morning hours of September 10th, 1993, when she was seen talking to her ex-boyfriend, Stephen Lindsay, at the old Pizza Hut in Petal, if you remember. Then, as you all know, hours later, her abandoned car was found at the decommissioned Monted Bridge in rural Perry County. Within days, blood was found, fingerprints were found, her white kid's tennis shoes were found, and more than one set of search and rescue dogs all hit independently in the same spot in the Leaf River to indicate either human or animal remains had been in that area. But as you know, days had gone by before, and so they were never able to locate her body. That's right. And if you're new to our podcast, go back and listen to the episodes. Elizabeth does a great job going into depth of all this information. So Right. So considering all of that, um, and yesterday, there's a vigil every year. Miss Deborah Freeman holds every year to keep the memory of Angela alive. Almost four dozen people attended yesterday, which was a really good crowd. And Sheriff Mitch Nobles, the sheriff of Perry County, where her um, car was found, he announced to the media that the case has been turned over to the Forest Perry County District Attorney with a single suspect. So the case is actually in the hands of the district attorney right now. Yes, Wow. They have exhausted all the leads, according to Nobles. They've exhausted all the leads that they've had. They've gone back over everything and feel confident enough that they've turned it over to um, District Attorney Birchall. That's amazing. And I can only imagine the family at this moment and what they're thinking and going through. It's been 26 years. 26 years. Now, just because it's in the District Attorney's hands does not mean that it's a slam dunk. Right. The district attorney goes over it and then decides whether or not to turn it over to a grand jury. The interesting thing here is that Patricia Birchall, who's been the DA for over eight years, is retiring and we're in the middle of election season. So I'm guessing um, I did call uh, the DA's office and asked to speak to Patricia Birchall about the Angela Freeman case to confirm that. The case was in her office. She did not uh, return my call, but Sheriff Nobles has said to the news media that it is in her office. So I'm guessing, without having spoken to her, that the grand jury docket is probably full for the remainder of her time in office. I do not know we that for know sure that, right. because I haven't spoken to her. She hasn't uh, called me back. But the election is November 5th. And so there are two people running for that office, Lynn Carter 
he is a Republican, very well-known, very well-respected attorney in the Hattiesburg area. And DeCarlo Hood, who's running as an independent, he is a current assistant district attorney in Birchall's office. Both of them were at Angela's vigil yesterday. That's fantastic. So that looks very, very promising moving forward. Uh, regardless of who wins, they both were at the vigil the new ADA, I'm sorry, the new district attorney would take office in January. Right. And then maybe we can see if, in fact, like we're conjecturing that the docket is full. We'll see. Yes. And hopefully the case is indictable. Right. That's my hope, that the grand jury does return an indictment. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we know right now... And it is a single suspect. Did I say that? Yeah, just one suspect, which is... Wow. Talk about, hey, awesome news for the yes. family. Uh, you know, we don't know anything beyond a shadow of a doubt. We just know what we know. And it's, this is it's, wonderful news. It's wonderful news. It's there. It has been turned over. And, wow, we're going to follow the process. Yes. We're going to see what happens, and we'll keep you up to date as we hear anything, as we learn anything. Yes. And hopefully there will be some closure for the Freeman family coming up yes, really soon. some justice for Angela definitely would be great. Absolutely. That's what we want to see is, you know, as we finish telling her story. Yes. That's what it's all about. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this episode. We hope to be back with you really soon with some more good information in the very near future. And so thank you. And if you haven't caught up on our episodes, go back, take a listen through the case. Maybe you've listened to it. Listen to it again. Get refreshed because it looks like we may have some interesting news in the future, hopefully as it goes through the district attorney's office. Well, that'll be it for this episode. We'll see you next time.